Welcome to Digital Marketing Happy Hour, a podcast about marketing, technology, and life. In this episode, we're discussing three tips for simplifying your marketing automation. It's episode 27, and it starts right now. Digital Marketing Happy Hour is brought to you by Araxum, your resource for marketing and technology. For more information, go to araxum.com. That's A-R-A-X-A-M dot com. So this is a happy hour, and what happy hour is complete without a few beverages? Ryan, what you drinking today? You know, I'm in definitely in this kind of uh, chips and salsa mood, and so when I have that uh, today, it is a uh, Dos Equis lager. So to me, those are just a good happy hour blend that all goes together. What do you have in front of you, Chris? Dos Equis, huh? Me too. I actually went with the Dos Equis Amber today. Well, Chris, we have our beverages in hand, so let's get started. Thanks, everyone, uh, for listening to Digital Marketing Happy Hour. If you're brand new to this podcast, well, welcome. And if you're a repeat listener, of course, as always, thank you very much. By now, you know that marketing is a passion of ours, and we really think you're going to enjoy this episode. Our goal is to help your business achieve results so you can reach your goals. Ryan and I really want to thank everybody that listens to the show and all the incredible feedback that we've gotten. We were trying to decide you know, where to take the podcast from here in terms of what to talk about on the next episode. And one of the questions that kept coming up had to do with marketing automation and specifically when to embrace it, how to embrace it, what do you need to know to be successful. So we decided that we would dedicate this episode to three tips just to simplify your marketing automation. One of the things that also started this, going back to episode 19, it was great to have Scott Brinker on the episode where we discussed why small to medium-sized businesses, SMBs, have a distinct advantage in MarTech. And one of the key areas in MarTech that we focused on a little bit, but maybe not enough, was the area of marketing automation. So with Scott Brinker, who, you know, we dubbed the godfather of MarTech and also works at HubSpot, who is big in marketing automation, we wanted to dig a little bit deeper based off of that episode. And again, some of the feedback that we have received since that episode. So we're going to get in and talk a little bit more about automation, some tips to maybe help you out. That can sound overwhelming and you're not really sure where to go. You know your product or your service well, but the thought of getting into something about marketing automation might seem a little overwhelming. With that, we're just going to start real brief on what is automation. So Chris, I'll, I'll start off with the first one I think a lot of people use, and maybe they don't realize it, is when you get into social media. That might be the one automation most people use, whether it's both professionally or even personally. From a business standpoint, when you get into some of the services like Meet Edgar, Agora Pulse, Buffer, and there's so many others, this is where you can queue up your content. It could be a article that you want to post that you wrote from a blog post. You could share somebody else's. And basically, you're scheduling that content to go out at a specific date and time. So... From a social media standpoint, I think that is probably one of the areas that most people use themselves. 
Yeah, that's a great example. I think most of us or any individual that has to manage multiple social media channels knows how time consuming that can be. And so using some of the tools you mentioned, Hootsuite, Buffer, things like that to sort of queue up those articles and those links and that content really helps save a lot of time in your day. So that's one of the areas that a lot of individuals are embracing automation. From the marketing standpoint, an area that we see very commonly is when an individual fills out a lead magnet form on your website, you want to automatically trigger an email to them. Maybe it's a thank you email. Maybe it's an email with the particular offer that you've promised them, a white paper or brochure or something like that. So that's another great way to embrace automation, basically trying to simplify some of the things that you or your team might have to work on manually otherwise. Another way to think about automation is things that software does for you in the sense of your analytics software, right? And so by setting up a conversion in Google Analytics, and Ryan and I spent a lot of time during episode 26 talking about analytics and Google Analytics in particular, but if there are a series of steps on your website that you want an individual to take, you might set that up as a conversion in the analytics software, and then whenever somebody completes those steps, the software triggers that conversion and saves it in a report within Google Analytics. And that will happen as many times as individuals repeat those steps. So this way you don't have to manually record it. It's automatically happening in the background for you. So we're going to begin with our first tip, and that's how to successfully embrace marketing automation. Real short and simple, one of the best ways to look at it and how to begin with it is to first, as we start any process, whether it's a campaign or a marketing plan, is you need to have real expectations uh, for yourself as well as for the industry. Another way to tackle it and to take a look at it is look at repetitive tasks. That's really the heart of what marketing automation is, right? You want to trade your time and for dollars. And one of those ways that you can do it is if you're repeatedly doing the same thing over and over again, you can come up with a marketing automation. So when I say come up with, there's various different tasks, whether it has to do with working in a CRM, whether it has to do with answering in a chat bot, uh, maybe it's FAQs that you're constantly, your service team maybe is doing with it. It's to document and find what are these areas that we can do that is automated so these tasks become a little bit more efficient and you can spend your time in other areas. Tip number two is focusing on process. Look for ways to empower yourself or your team so that you can perform more value-added work. Ryan mentioned as part of the starting simple and scaling over time that you should be looking for repetitive tasks. Well, that also applies to focusing on the process. If there are things that are consuming your day every day or members of your team, small things that they have to do all the time and they're repetitive, those are great areas to start with your automation. So if you take a look at the process, if you can save 20 minutes a day for each individual, how much time have you just created in a given week or in a given month, right? And those become really good areas to start focusing on your automation. Another key here is only purchase what you need. And what I mean by that is there's a lot of tremendous automation packages out there. But if you're a small business, you probably don't need a Salesforce and Marketo marketing automation implementation. That's probably going to be much larger than you need. So if you focus on just the things that you need right now, you can implement lower cost, sometimes even free software to help automate those steps. 
one thing that we talked a little bit about is when your, you know, prospective customer comes onto your website and they fill out that form and you get a, a sort of a lead nurturing sequence that can be fired off. Now there's a lot of email service providers that can do that. Uh, you can get into your Marketos, your HubSpots, uh, ConvertKits, uh, a, a premium service for MailChimp. Like uh, There's several different kinds that uh, will get into that lead nurturing. But what you have to do is you have to segment. And depending on your product or service that you are selling, you have to look at when somebody provides a lead, does it align with a certain product or certain service? Now, if you only have one product or service, uh, your segmentation will be different. It won't be necessarily based off of they aligned with this product. You want to segment everything out so that when someone fills it out, it doesn't necessarily just go into one big bucket of all people who downloaded something. Again, this is really important for people who have multiple products and services. So you want to segment your list out. So if somebody fills a form on product A, they're getting a lead nurturing sequence of a thank you letter and then various emails that go out that are really aligned with that product A. And those lead nurturing sequence, if you remember from a previous episode, we talked about different content types depending on where they're at in the funnel. You want to pepper them with emails and the content that slowly pushes them down for each email that comes through. So we talked about it a little bit in the past, but what this is, it's all marketing automation of these leads. So it's important to segment. And then obviously you have to develop that content. Now, if we're thinking smarter and not working quite as hard is you want to take content, blog content, particularly at the early stages of your lead nurturing. And if it aligns with the funnel that they're in, you want to feed that to them. So you have that content. You are going to eventually have to create specific email content again, to continue to push them down. So we're going to take content that we've already produced in the form of blogs, articles, eBooks, and then push it down and create these emails so that we have email lead nurturing sequence where we're producing that content and getting them further down. So that way, two steps, we have segmented and we continuously add more content. And that moves us to our final step, step three in simplifying your marketing automation, which is build relationships. Don't automate away the personalization. And I think this is a key step that a lot of organizations get wrong. There are certain processes that you can automate because they're mundane and they lend well to automation because a machine can pick it up without missing a beat. But when it comes to developing your content, when it comes to a certain point in the conversation cycle, whether that be email or on the phone with potential customers, you don't want to be assigning that stuff to your automation software and not having members from your team or yourself handle that piece. Establishing those relationships is very, very important, both from the standpoint of, you know, individuals want to know that they're doing business with a person, but also because there are certain things that you simply can't automate away. A good example of that is chatbots. I'm sure you've seen them on most websites nowadays. If you were to book travel on a travel website and you have a question, you might get a pop-up that says, hey, how can I help? Type your question here. Type your question and it gives you an answer. For simple stuff, that works very, very well. You can get a very quick answer right at your fingertips and you don't have to go digging for it. But there's always a point in the customer service process where you don't want to deal with the chatbot. You don't want to deal with having to open a ticket. You want to speak to somebody and solve your problem. And if you make it hard to find you or hard to reach out and 
get the support that you're looking for, that's where you lose individuals. And Ryan and I have plenty of failure stories that we can share with you about what that looks like. So right before we started recording this, I received a email notification through LinkedIn. And right off the bat, it was dear. And then it had the parentheses at first name and then comma. And then it was the copy and paste, as we all know. So not just your traditional email inbox, but also platforms like LinkedIn, there can be some sort of marketing automation. When you send out that type of notification, instantly people see sales pitch and you just feel very copy and paste. There are other emails where you can tell that it's copy and paste, but at least if they have your first name right, then you feel a little better about it. But when it comes across and you have a marketing automation fail, immediately your interest in doing business with them is gone. And and that could just be me, but if, if you can't take the time to even get my name right, which is a very basic name, then I know you didn't do very much research on me. And this is where marketing automation can actually hurt you in business. Most of the time you do it right, you're you're fine on that, but it's the attention to detail that it's still important even when you get into automation. And that includes even when you're doing a large volume of business. If you get the data wrong, the automation is going to be wrong. I can't tell you how many emails I get that say, Dear Casali, which is my last name, not my first name. And if you're going to plug my last name in and you're not going to put a Mr. or some other salutation in front of it, I know you have no idea who I am or what I do. And so there's nothing personalized about it, even though you tried to add personalization to it. And the odds of us doing business together are very, very slim. Another example I can share recently is Uber. Now, I use Uber quite extensively especially when I'm traveling. And I've also taken advantage of Uber Eats frequently during this global pandemic and the need to have food delivered. Well, recently I had an issue with uh, my phone and I use two-step authentication on all of my logins. Uber was one of the ones that I had. When my phone reset, I lost all of my two-step barcodes that were saved in my authenticator app. And so I had to re-add them over time. Well, every other account that I had, whether it was with Google, whether it was with Amazon, offered a backup alternative to the Authenticator app. They could text me, they could call me, they could email me, and that allowed me to log in and restore my Authenticator so that the two-factor was re-enabled. Uber, at least at the time that this happened, did not. So I couldn't log into my account because I didn't have the Authenticator code, and I couldn't reset it because I couldn't log into my account. I went to the website, I went through all of their knowledge base material, I engaged with sort of their online, I don't think it was quite a chat bot, but more of an automated search to find the results. It gave me no opportunity to call for support, no opportunity for email support. I had to get into my account. So what did I do? I took it to Twitter and I tweeted at them and I shared the whole story in a public forum. They responded very quickly, but their desire was to take the conversation offline. Well, at the time, I was angry. So I was perfectly content to have this customer service nightmare unfold in real time. You don't want to deal with customers like that. At the end of the day, Uber fixed my problem. And since then, I've noticed they've added an email ticketing system to their online support, which was a very smart move on their part because it takes the support offline. Those are key ways that you can fail at this. If you eliminate the personalization, if you eliminate that human touch or the ability for the individual to have that human touch when they want it, this will fail for you. So to go over, once again, the three tips for simplifying your marketing automation. Number one, 
start simple, look for repetitive tasks, and that should be your starting place. It doesn't have to be overly complex. Number two, focus on your process. Don't forget to segment, create the contents to produce. Focus on, again, your process. Empower your team uh, to perform more value-added work. Number three, as Chris said, be personal. Use automation to help build relationships. But remember, you have to have that personal touch in this even automated uh, communication sequence. And then for a list of tools that Chris and I both have used uh, that includes automation and then just overall digital marketing tools that we have found have a lot of success, we created a tools list for you. So go to araxum.com forward slash tools. That's A-R-A-X-A-M.com forward slash T-O-O-L-S. So that will wrap up a slightly shorter episode of Digital Marketing Happy Hour, but no happy hour is complete without the Keeping It Light segment. Ryan, what are you reading or binge watching these days? So I, you know, we've talked about this in earlier episodes and I'm still on sort of the, the, the walking dead and fear the walking dead just kind of started back up again. And, and it's just one of those that sometimes I kind of get bored with it, but I never turn it away. And so I'm, you know, very interested in still watching fear the walking dead. So that is kind of what I'm binging right now. What are you, Chris, watching or listening to? You know, I, I did the same thing. I kind of got away from Walking Dead and I'm trying to get caught up now, especially since they didn't air the season 10 finale. And I guess it just aired a few weeks ago. So I'm trying to get caught up on that. But I finally had some opportunity to settle down over the last week or so. And I caught up on Netflix, The Haunting of Bly Manor, which is technically the, the second season. I think the first season was called The, the Haunting of Hill House. And uh, it's it doesn't have the same cast. It's kind of a different story, but it's sort of that second season, as it were, of that show. Uh, very clever, very uh, interesting psychological thriller. And one of the things that the storytelling does really well on it is that you know you're kind of introduced to some of the the horrors, as it were, of this house. But the story you see bits and pieces of it, and then as you get towards the later episodes, they start to weave together to paint a more complete picture of exactly what's happening. And the storytelling is very very well done on it. I'm not much for the horror genre, but uh, definitely an entertaining one and worth the watch. Very cool. I did not know about that. So I'll have to uh, definitely have to go check that out. Well, we want to hear from you as we do after each episode and throughout the week on social media, but also send us an email. Reach out to us at podcast at araxam.com. The email address is podcast at araxam.com. And as always, you've done a great job. Hit us up on social media. Let us know your feedback. What do you think about marketing automation? What tips or tricks do you use that really helps you when you are creating sort of this process? What do you do with your team? If you're an entrepreneur, is this something new for you? Have you kind of shied away from it? Let us know. Reach out to us on social media. You can hit me up on Instagram and Twitter. It's Ryan Smith FLA. And then on LinkedIn, type in my name, Ryan Smith Marketing. You should find me there. And of course, you can always find us by typing in Araxum on LinkedIn. And I'm on Twitter and LinkedIn as well. On Twitter, it's Real Chris Casale, R-E-A-L-C-H-R-I-S-C-A-S-A-L-E. 
C-A-S-A-L-E. And on LinkedIn, you can find me under Chris Casale. You can find me under Araxum. You can also find me under Digital Marketing Happy Hour. And if you haven't done so yet, please subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, or wherever you're listening to this podcast. We truly hope it will enlighten your day. After all, it is our mom's favorite podcast. (laughs) And on that note, Chris and everyone else, have a great day. And we look forward to meeting up next week. Thanks, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Digital Marketing Happy Hour. This week's episode is brought to you by Araxum.com, your digital resource for marketing and technology. Visit Araxum at A-R-A-X-A-M.com. The music intro you heard is called Pure Adrenaline by Eddie off the album Too Damn Loud. You can learn more at CactusSlimRecords.com. The music used for closing credits In My Pocket by Jazzer, you can find it on their album Message. Learn more at BetterWithMusic.com. Thank you for listening.